the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And hour number two is now underway at eight minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock on this Thursday, the fourth morning of the fourth month in the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll get back to the issue of the Lyceum versus the city of South Euclid and the Alliance Defending Freedom's involvement in a very, very important case when it comes to religious liberty. We'll talk about that, as among many other things, uh, with Dr. Everett Piper, who joins us once again now as our regular Thursday guest. Dr. Piper, of course, is the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University and the author of Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Dr. Piper also, by the way, is the author of Why I Am a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. And if you uh, don't understand that title, you're going to have to read that book. I've had a great conversation with him about that one in the past as well. Dr. Piper, good to have you back, sir. How are you? Always good to be on your show, Bob. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back on. It's a pleasure. We got a lot of ground to cover here, Dr. Piper. At least four or five topics in a time spot, uh, a time slot that's probably only best for two. But we're going to do our best here. Uh, I want to start with um, uh, actually a, a, a link that you shared with me and a story that I read uh, with great interest. Uh, first of all, you're going to need to tell people what the Gospel Coalition is, and then talk about what um, what is happening with evangelicalism and how and why it is they seem to be drifting toward the left in terms of identity politics and social justice. These are the kinds of organizations and people that we look to for strength and that we look to to kind of, re, you know, reinforce our faith, um, you know, in the gospel and, uh, you know, in, a, in our religious faith. And, and we really don't like to be trapped by identity politics, but that's where we are. Can you explain? Well, first of all, I want to make it clear that I'm not painting the Gospel Coalition with a black brush uh, universally. There are good authors, there are good preachers, there are thoughtful men and women within the Gospel Coalition, which is essentially a coalition that stands for defending a biblical worldview and the Gospel. 
and many of our famous Christian authors and writers are part of that, and they're good people. I want to make that clear. However, okay. within the Gospel Coalition, there are a number of uh, emergent evangelicals, if you will, that are um, espousing social justice by definition as opposed to biblical justice. And they're elevating identity politics as a good versus an evil. In other words, they're buying the lie. They're drinking the Kool-Aid that our identity is nothing but the sum total of our inclinations, and that if you're inclined to do something, sexually or otherwise, that is who God created you to be. So rather than defining the human being as broken and evil and sinful, that needs to be re- needs to confess, needs to be redeemed, needs to be re- repentant, they're actually kind of sidestepping that issue and elevating the identity of the human being as something that should be affirmed rather than confronted. Deborah McLaughlin is one of these. She talks about social justice rather than biblical justice, meaning that society can solve our problems rather than the Bible, per se. Now, she would deny saying any of that, but if you follow her language and her argument, she elevates this diversity issue to the level where it's actually divisive rather than unifying. She elevates social justice rather than talking about biblical justice. She talks about identity while claiming that she doesn't get involved in identity politics. So she's self-refuting, and she's self contradictory in many of her claims, and others are too. So people need to read with a thoughtful mind and understand that these that language and words mean something, and we need to attend to the words that we're reading when we hear these arguments. Dr. Piper, um, is the phrase liberal Christianity oxymoronic? Well, not classically. Thus my book, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas, it was the classical liberal who believed in conserving God's time-tested truths because it was the truth that set us free, that gave us liberty. The classical liberal was somebody who rested on truth to judge the debate because only truth would give human beings freedom. That's classical liberalism. But today, liberalism has been co-opted by progressivism, and progressivism is arrogant. It's humanism that says human beings can define what's right or wrong, good or just, or unjust, and therefore we are the measuring rod of liberty and freedom, rather than God setting those standards and those boundaries therein. So today, if you're talking about progressive Christianity, I would say it's an oxymoron. If you're talking about classical liberty, I would have a robust debate on that and say, yes, Christianity stands for that. In fact, you don't have it without Christianity. Is there any way to roll back the influence of progressive Christianity then, uh, given the fact that, as you just pointed out, and I know, again, I, I totally understand your, your, your point about not broad-brushing the Gospel Coalition, but if our evangelical leaders and writers and preachers and so on and so forth are, are embracing it, um, you know, it kind of makes me wonder how, how and where would the pushback come from to reclaim classical doctrinal uh, Christianity? Well, it comes from you and me and others that do their homework, and are true to the Bible, and are people of conviction and courage who are willing to say, what do you mean? What does that word mean? When you talk about diversity, what do you mean? When you talk about the social justice and the social gospel, what do you mean? Does God define justice, or does society define justice? Do you define what's right and wrong, good and evil, or does God define it? And by the way, when you talk about 
human freedom? Is it grounded in biblical truth, or is it grounded in government's power? We need to ask these questions, and yes, we can, and I believe I'm an optimist, I believe we will win the debate at the end of the day because God's truth always prevails. But we need to understand it and be prepared to question people who are opposed to it, even if they don't know it, and to be able to defend God's truth robustly and intellectually and confidently. Dr. Everett Piper is our guest, the author of Not a Daycare uh, and others, including Why I Am a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. Doctor, let me pivot now to um, humanity. Uh, God, uh, you know, created mankind in his image, we are told. Uh, he made two of us. He made two different versions of us. He made, a, made the XX version of us and the XY version of us, and it's pretty unambiguous. There are males and there are females, and yet we, especially and including those of us who are Christian and people of other faiths as well, are being told that we can't define those things quite as narrowly they, because they are much more broad, uh, broad than this. Uh, one can be physically uh, a male and mentally or emotionally a female and vice versa. It's called trans. Um, I and a lot of other people see this as nothing more than psychological delusion that needs to be treated, not embraced, and yet our society continues to embrace it. I ask this, uh, or excuse me, I bring this up with this uh, as a backdrop here, and I appreciate you sharing this with me. Here's a little clip from Good Morning Britain. Greetings, my Gavanin. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, <laughs> people are sort of laughing. What does that mean? People are laughing about this, but you're deadly serious, aren't you? You do, you identify trans species elf. Explain, explain what made you feel inside you that you were an elf in a, trapped in a human body. Well, Piers, I believe that other kins are human, but they also have other parts to them that make them a unique human on Earth because consciousness is expanding and people are starting to question more what is a human and when you get deeper into science and understand the quantum world you understand that everything is interconnected dr piper i wanted to play that little clip there because and and to ask you a very simple question would you and i know you're not a classically trained psychologist or psychiatrist but would you think that this woman is in her right mind or do you think she has a bit of a mental or psychological impairment well, she's definitely of a reprobate mind. Uh, St. Paul tells us that when you exchange the truth of God for a lie, you're given over to a reprobate mind. You can't think straight. You can't think your way out of a paper bag. And here we have a woman who has taken the logical, uh, the logical. She's 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 gone to the logical end of the of identity politics, of identity politics, and uh, uh, balkanization of culture and the definition of what it means to be human. And she's actually claiming that she identifies as an elf. And Pierce Morgan on Good Morning Great Britain is actually interviewing her as if this is a serious conversation. Have we lost our minds? The answer is yes, because when you take this argument that we can define ourselves, that our identity is what we are inclined to do, that our feelings trump the facts that God has given us, when we take this argument, when we exchange the truth of God for a lie, when we abandon objective truth in favor of subjective feelings, this is the only place that this broken idea can end, where we start claiming that we're anything that we feel we are. We can feel that we're female even though we're male. We can feel that we're elves even though we're human. We can define everything. It's the original sin. It is the great lie. 
that you don't need God any longer to define what is good and evil, what is right and wrong. Eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you will be as God. You can define everything to the point where we're crazy enough as a culture to actually engage in a serious conversation about whether or not this woman is an elf. Well, to me, uh, Dr. Piper... It's not that we're crazy enough to engage the notion. We are being bullied into engaging the notion. If, if Pierce Morgan, for example, just completely dismisses this woman as I am, as somebody with a psychological disorder, uh, i.e. just a nut uh, who, who doesn't understand she's human and actually thinks she's elf, if, if we don't give her that respect that her own, quote, self-identification demands, we are going to be the ones who are called bigots. I've told you the story, and I've told my listening audience a story of another one just like this woman. Actually, it's a guy who'd said, nope, I identify as a woman, didn't like that and said, I don't identify as either one of these, had literally had multiple plastic surgeries uh, done to look more quote-unquote alien. And I don't mean the kind that jumped the border. I mean uh, alien as in space. Uh, uh, I'm not human. I, I identify as alien. If we don't treat that, and I'm looking at a story right now about a transgender man in Los Angeles who identifies as a canine, not a human, canine, dog, lives his life on all fours, eats out of a bowl on the ground, goes outside and defecates in a yard, lives. Now, now these people, Dr. Piper, I would just dismiss as being nuts. They are psychologically disturbed if they don't recognize their own humanity and their own sex or their own gender. Yet we are told we are the bigots if we don't treat women who think they're men and men who think they're women uh, with that dignity. That's the part that I don't understand. It's not embracing it. It's being fearful of not embracing it, or else we are the ones who pay a social price. It's, it's uh, ideological fascism that we're being bullied by the fascists, by the collective, by the elite, by the know-it-alls by those people who are going to crush us and suppress us if we don't comply with groupthink. You're absolutely right. It's spot on. But yet, this is why we can win. This lunacy that you and I are talking about right now is the inevitable outcome of this worldview, of us being able to define our own identity rather than God being the author and the definer of that. This is the inevitable outcome, and we still have enough people in our culture that realize that, realizes that when you carry it out to its logical extreme, this is nonsense. We should use this as a logical way for us to engage the debate and say, do you really believe that we should end up here? Most people with half a brain would say no. And then we ask them, how can we avoid that if we imbibe this lie of identity politics? Yeah, and, and you know, the, the sad truth of it is, Dr. Piper, I um, would be branded a hater or a bigot by by making fun of these people or by, and I'm not really. I'm trying to say I think they're literally psychologically disturbed. I want them to get help. I feel bad for a person who thinks she's an elf. I feel bad for a man who thinks he's a dog or another who thinks he's an alien. I think they need psychological assistance. They don't need me embracing their fantasy and their delusion and saying, I respect that and I will treat you as you wish to be identified rather than what you biologically are. I feel badly for them and I feel the same way about 
about people that we have come to know in this culture as quote unquote trans. They don't know who they are. I feel like they need assistance, not our, uh, our, our placating this, uh, this fantasy. Doctor, I need you to hold on with me. We're going to check our, uh, take a quick time out here rather and come right back and I'm going to share with you another story about the LGBT movement and its threat to religious liberty. It's happening right here in our city in Cleveland, Ohio. That's coming up next on AM 1420 The Answer. Right, I want to get right back uh, down to the uh, 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 nuts and bolts of our conversation about religious liberty and its attack, or the attack on it, rather, by the LGBT uh, movement and agenda. Dr. Everett Piper continues with us again from Oklahoma Wesleyan University and, of course, from uh, is the best-selling author of Not a Daycare. All right, uh, Dr. Piper, I know you're not terribly familiar with the story. Just a very brief background so I can get a few brief comments from you before the bottom of our hour here. Uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit yesterday on behalf of a small classical uh, Catholic educa- uh, school ed- educational institution called the Lyceum in South Euclid here in suburban Cleveland uh, yesterday. This is to protest uh, and to challenge a, an ordinance that was passed by the city of South Euclid that is being described as um, one of the most... Um, uh, aggressive uh, anti-religious liberty uh, uh, ordinances that you know that are, that exist in the country right now it cuts right to the heart of religious education. The Lyceum and its attorneys have been asking the state or the city of South Euclid to tell them what their new sexual orientation, gender identity, non-discrimination law means for them, a classical Catholic um, educational institution. They cannot get any answers. They believe that the they've done records requests. They have asked directly to the mayor, to the city council, and others what this means. They get no answers. They want to make sure that they're not in violation of any of these ordinances. They can't get any answer, and they feel as though... Uh, uh, they're going to be then attacked uh, under this um, or uh, under this uh, ordinance, which essentially is kind of a localized version of the uh, very devastating uh, Equality Act that is in Congress right now and the Ohio Fairness Act that's currently in the state legislature. So um, this this law essentially this ordinance essentially is going to limit a religious organization like this Catholic school's ability to a hire staff of their choosing and b admit students of their choosing based on their own Catholic doctrine. Uh, so that's kind of it in a nutshell, and I'll give you a chance to respond. Okay, I know how to go quick here, but here's the question. Should the government of South Euclid be empowered to force Muslims at a Muslim school to hire people who are drawing Charlie Hebdo cartoons? Should that same government be empowered to force a Jewish school to hire members of ISIS? The answer, I hope, is no, that these other religions have the freedom within our country to hire people to teach at their school and to attend their school who actually agree with the precepts of their religious faith, and that to force them to do otherwise is asinine. However, now we have the government presuming to tell Catholics that they have to hire people who disagree with Catholic doctrine. There is no difference in terms of the argument for religious freedom. So if a Jew should be able to hire people who subscribe to Judaism, and if a Muslim should be able to hire people who subscribe to Islam, and if a Mormon is able to hire people who who subscribe to Mormonism, which I would argue they should have the freedom in our country to do so, why in the world should Catholics not be able to do the same, and evangelicals likewise? Well, and here's the... 
here, here's the monkey uh, in the wrench here, Dr. Piper, is we talked before about progressive Christianity, and there is a progressive version of Catholicism as well. And there are people who are openly gay who still call themselves Catholic. They may be even trans and call themselves Catholic and are applying for jobs at a place like, like the Lyceum and say, I do hold the faith to be true. I do believe in the Catholic mission. I do believe in all of these things, yet they live their life this way. If the Lyceum doesn't hire these people, According to the ordinance, they're going to be liable, and they're going to be potentially fined and or imprisoned for these uh, violations. Last response. Uh, Catholic, somebody uh, describing themselves as Catholic who disavows Catholic doctrine is not Catholic. Somebody who disavows evangelical faith cannot claim to be an evangelical and redefine evangelicalism. In other words, their claims that they are Catholic don't make them so any more than my claims to be a professional football player make me one. I'm not. I don't have the right to redefine the very objective facts before my very eyes. I see you as a quarterback. (laughs) You're you're very much the cerebral leader of your team. I can't see you playing strong safety. I can see you under center, though. Dr. Piper, thank you. Great conversation, as always, sir. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you again next week. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Dr. Everett Piper joining us. Let's get your reaction coming up next on AM 1420 The End. Ten thirty-five. As we continue on AM fourteen twenty, the answer twenty-five minutes of outstanding, awesome, left for you in this broadcast. Doctor Piper's a good guest, uh, very knowledgeable guy. Uh, is a really great way of putting, framing things, and explaining things, and uh, making them easily easily understandable for the rest of us. Uh, before I go back to the phone calls on this and more. And if you're not on hold yet, you should be. What are you waiting for? 216-901-0945, Either number gets you here. Uh, but before I go to those, I want to remind people of something coming up on Saturday. I've been very honored, really, and humbled to be asked to uh, uh, MC the 18th annual and final Salute to Heroes benefit and dinner auction Um on behalf of the Greater Cleveland Police Scholarship Fund. Such a fantastic organization. They started this in 1999. This is the very last one. Uh, Sergeant Andy Ezzo has uh, been in charge of this thing, and uh, he asked me, he wanted me to speak last year. I could not because I was doing another MC event at my high school, actually. Strangely, I don't know why they all do this. I was unable to speak at my high school Saturday night, uh, for their uh, uh, gala, because I'm going to be speaking at this. Why do they keep picking the same nights every year, both these organizations? But this year I am going to be there for the Greater Cleveland Police Scholarship Fund. It's going to be Saturday night. It is uh, in uh, uh, downtown Cleveland. It is a wonderful, wonderful event. Uh, it's an auction, and I'm looking at a list of auction items right now that are just off the charts. Some really, really great uh, uh, great stuff, great uh, memorabilia and, and other wonderful things that I, I can tell you about or I can point you to a website for. But there, there are still some tickets available, believe it or not. You can get tickets or tables if you contact Sergeant, uh, Sergeant uh, uh, Andy Ezzo, uh today or tomorrow for the event on Saturday night. It is just a phenomenal event, and I would very much like you to be there with me. Uh, my wife will be there. Some of my friends and our clients on AM 1420, The Answer, are going to be there as well. Regan Kowalski and his wife, Cindy, are going to be there, uh, among others. Uh, Steve Loomis, 
president of the former president rather of the CPPA is going to be there. I think he's going to be at my table as well. But it's a great place to be for a great cause, the Greater Cleveland Police Scholarship Fund, the very last one. If you'd like to go, or if you would like to sponsor it, if you're a business owner and you'd like to sponsor it, they're all obviously looking for more sponsors uh, to help uh, raise funds uh, to provide uh, for this scholarship fund. Please call 216-398-4924 if you would like to sponsor or get tickets. You can also donate uh, online uh, at their website, the Greater Cleveland Scholarship Fund, uh, Police Scholarship Fund as well. Uh, but call 216-398-4924 uh, if you would like to uh, attend the dinner uh, downtown on Saturday and or if you would like to be a sponsor. Uh, another guest speaker, by the way, I will be the host and MC of the event, but uh, House Representative Tom Patton is going to be a guest speaker there as well, and it's just going to be a great time raising money for a great cause. So if you can join us. Please, by all means, consider doing so. All right, I want to go right back to the phones, as promised now. Um, it, briefly, just uh, <laughs> uh, that story in, in South Euclid is really kind of amazing. It is every bit as dangerous, uh, as I described, as the uh, Equality uh, Law, the Equality Act that is being pushed in the Congress right now is federally. I mean, this is an ordinance that would essentially outlaw Christianity being practiced by Christians if someone filed a complaint of discrimination based on their sexual orientation or their psychologically disturbed view of what they are uh, uh, in terms of biological anatomy and uh, and 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 their essentially their sex. Um. Science deniers would be allowed to tell Christians that they have to be Christian deniers. Otherwise, they would be considered uh, discriminatory and guilty of um, of uh, breaking the law in ordinance in uh, South Euclid that could be punishable, punishable again by fines and or jail uh, for each occurrence. And uh, it's a problem. It is a very, very big problem. And I can tell you this, ADF doesn't get involved unless this is serious. And that's what, uh, that's what this is. The Alliance of Defending Freedom is involved. We're going to work our best uh, over the course of the next 22 hours to try to get the attorney who is handling this case for, um, uh, for the Lyceum in South Euclid on the air because it is that important. But for now, let's see what you have to say. 216-901-0945. We're going to go to whom? Who's been sitting there longer? Tom has in Hinkley. Tom, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Hello, Tom. All right, I think we're having a problem on the phone lines here. I'm going to try to refresh and uh, click this thing again. Uh, so bear with me as I try to bring Tom onto the program. Tom, can you hear me? Can you guys punch up Tom on your end, please? Or I'm having a, I'm having a, a, a glitch here on the phone screen. I got Paul on the side here. Are you, I got Paul. Uh, no, it says Tom. On my, yeah, it says Tom on my screen, sir. But if you're Paul, I'll take you. Paul, go right ahead. All right. Uh, first of all, you got a wonderful program that uh, just uh, disseminates information all over the country, and uh, Doctor <clears throat> Piper you. is uh, precise and clear and uh, excellent, excellent show. Hey, the other thing is, I picked up on uh, that unplanned movie theater. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, I called Cinemark at South Park. They will be carrying it again next week. And they're having an extremely good response, actually probably from your program. And, um, well, they're running it all day today. Last show is 9.35 tonight. That's all I want to say. Ed, where did you say? It's at uh, Cinemark at South Park. Oh, at South Park. Okay. I can't, I see, I see, I can't I'm, I'm, speak I'm to... I'm on the far west side. I'm out in Hinkley. 
I got you. Understood. And I appreciate that. And, Paul, thanks so much for that information. Somebody else called off the air and told uh, our screener that today is the last, or yesterday is the last day for, um, for uh, Unplanned to be shown at Crocker Park in Westlake, because I had commented on that before. Uh, and that's not accurate, according to two different websites, one being Crocker Park, the, the cinema there at Crocker Park, which shows Unplanned pay, playing today and tomorrow and all weekend. And I went ahead and just clicked out to next Wednesday's showtime and schedules just randomly, and it's uh, playing next Wednesday. Uh, and that's on there. And then also on Unplanned Tickets. That's another place to do this, Unplanned uh, tickets.com is a, is a, a very comprehensive um, a website uh, to tell you where the movie is playing and wh- where you can get those tickets. So I'm looking at unplannedtickets.com right now, and based on my search in terms of uh, my location, once again, it shows uh, Crocker Park, Regal Cobblestone in Sheffield, Regal Mi- uh, Middleburg, Town Square Stadium, Cinemark Strongsville. Uh, it's showing all of these things. So I don't know. Uh, Cinemark at Valley View may be different, I, I, but it's showing all of these places. And since I just thought, well, maybe they didn't update the unplanned website specifically, I went to the uh, Crocker Park theater listings for uh, Regal Crocker Park and IMAX. And I'm just going to do it here live with you because I know there's a lot of people concerned that they're taking the movie out of the theaters. And if that is happening, I'm concerned too. Got a big problem with that. But um, so I'm looking, and here it is, unplanned at Crocker Park, showing today at 12.43, 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, that's today. Now let me see if I can move ahead in the schedule here to, like I said, randomly next Wednesday. All right, next Wednesday, refreshing the screen at Crocker Park. And here's what we have. And I pick Crocker Park because I'm a West Sider. So sorry about that if you're on the East Side or somewhere else. Unplanned shows next Wednesday at 12.40, 3.26 p.m. and 9 p.m. So I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of misinformation getting out there somehow. People are saying that it's not playing at certain theaters. I would suggest uh, maybe hacks. Maybe those who are trying to quash the movie are trying to uh, hack into websites and display false information that it's not being shown anymore. But I'm looking at the unplanned tickets website, and I'm looking at the actual theater for one of them, and I'm looking out a few days, and it is still playing a few days from now. So uh, that's all I can tell you. Don't let it, don't let it defeat you. Hunt and find the actual websites, maybe even call the theaters themselves and say, are you showing unplanned and at what time? Uh, do not let them defeat us. Let's, let's continue to see that movie. Let me go to uh, Houston, Texas. My man, Will, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. How you doing, my brother? Hey, my brother. How you doing, man? Good. What's going on? Hey, okay, a couple, couple of quick things, man. You know, first off, yeah, boy, as, as a Christian, man, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting so... Disheartened. I mean, I know we we can't, but you know, you you can't help but get disheartened as you see, you know, this this march, man, this march on Christianity, and and like in every single almost facet of our, our culture now, they they're they're trying to destroy Christianity, and it's it's really disheartening. But you know, we we got to keep on keep fighting against it, man, and that's why I'm so it's so good to hear that the you know that the, the the ADF is taking up this particular case, man, and really really going to try to push back on this because you know like i i i, I even asked the question you know i i do not re- remember any time something like this you know have we, they've tried to force anything like this on like muslim schools or you know any any, any you know any other 
religious schools. Assume like that's what Doctor Yeah, that's what Doctor Piper pointed out. That's exactly what he pointed out. Try forcing an LGBT agenda, and 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 you know, tell them that uh, they have to admit uh, students to, or uh, they have to hire faculty for non-Muslims in a Muslim school. Try or, or try to find like that and said, tell me how that works out for you. Right, right. Like he said, or, or have to hire somebody who who's a, a ISIS member or something like that. You know, you we, we don't ever hear. Uh, 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 um, but but then again, I, I guess their their response would be, well, ISIS is not a protected class, blah blah blah. But but it still comes back down to the fact of well, you don't even have to do the ISIS thing though. You know, I mean, you could just how about this? How about somebody in a believer that uh, uh, that there is no Israel and that's Palestinian territory exactly. applying for a job at a, at a Jew- Jewish school and the Jewish school if they don't take them being sued for discrimination? Exactly. Um, right. That's right. not going to work. You, that's just that's that's not that's not how it's supposed to work. By the way, the Jewish school should be able to hire whoever they want to teach. Absolutely. Jewish doctrine and Christian schools ought to be able to do the same thing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Okay. And one one other thing, because I know you probably got you have a bunch of other callers on, online. Yeah. You know, I, I I have not heard anything about Ted Cruz's El Chapo bill. Do, do, do you know anything? Did, did that just kind of die? Just kind of go away? Uh, Nobody takes it seriously. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I've noticed the same thing. As soon as he came out with it, and he put a tweet, and they put a video together, make uh, uh, make El Chapo pay for it, and and explained it all. You know the legalese of it in a you know in a brief uh, version uh, that we can confiscate his you know ill gotten drug money. Uh, he's got you know billions of dollars, and we can confiscate that and, and use it to build a wall. I don't know why. I don't know it, but. It just dies. Nobody talks about it. Nobody in government, other than Ted Cruz himself, talks about it. So it just seems like people look at it and ch- get a chuckle and say, ha, 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 that's funny. And they and, don't take it seriously. I don't know why. That's, that's the problem, about The fact that people don't take this serious. People, people up, and I'm, I'm going to say people up north, but people who don't live here or near the border, they don't take it serious, man. And, and you know, when pe- and people are trying to do something, like, and that's a perfect example. You get money just sitting there. But 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 you 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 have and it's almost it's basically like an invasion almost. Well, <laughs> almost yeah, like not it. almost, not almost. It is exactly. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it is every bit that, Thank you. brother. Listen, I mean, and I know you're down there in Texas. So you see it a lot more closely than we do up here. But but I and we got TVs and we got cameras down there, exactly. the ones that'll actually cover this. And it is absolutely an invasion. They got centers with a maximum capacity of thirty three hundred people that have six thousand people in them. How is that anything? And they're still coming, knowing they're overwhelming our system and overwhelming our ability to to control them. How is that anything less than an invasion of sovereign ground? No, it is an invasion, and you're not a bigot for saying that. Uh, but but we're told that we are. We're told that if if we see uh, illegal aliens coming to this country, or even if they are requesting asylum and consider themselves refugees, if we try to turn them away, we're we're the bigots. You know, we're the man, racists. I, 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 you know, I, I fear, Bob, that that you know, ten ten years from now, man, I, I fear that you know the, the way the way they're going, that that Christianity is going, Christianity is going to be under attack. I, I, I'm praying to God that Texas does not turn Smurf blue. <laughs> It's happening. It's happening because they're exporting all of the Smurfs from 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 California down there to where you are. 
Yes, man. <laughs> I mean, and it's sad to say it's true. And you got people like uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, you know, rallying with the, the liberals in Austin down there. And, and you are in serious, serious jeopardy because they are pouring so much money. Soros and the likes are pouring so much money into blue candidates like them, like like uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke. I refuse to call him Beto, uh, although he's more beta. <laughs> I call him beta sometimes because he's a beta male. Exactly. Uh, but. But in, you know, I, I fear for you, man. You and the rest of the conservatives down there in that state, in that beautiful, wonderful, great state of Texas, have just, got to fight, man, and fight to hold your own. Just the fact that this man said with a straight face that no, I, I would be cool with tearing down the borders that we already have between El Paso and really, yeah. Yeah. Not only really? not only does he want to not build a wall, he wants to tear down existing barriers yeah. and let this thing be open. And then you've got Luis Gutierrez saying, don't just keep them in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. Open up welcoming centers in every major city in the U.S. for all immigrants who want to come to this country free and unchecked. Let them come, and let's not be concerned with how many mountains of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, and human beings that they're trafficking with them, for crying out loud. That's insane, man. All right, good talking to you, brother. Well, it's a pleasure, my man. Thanks for calling from down there in uh, deep in the heart of Texas. I appreciate it. Uh, Good guy right there. Good guy, and he's a a fellow uh, uh, Twitter follower as well. Uh, Let me ask you to hold. If you're on hold, stay there. I'm coming right back to you. i still got time for your calls after this time out on AM 1420. 1053, final segment of the Bob France Authority on this Thursday. Let me get a few more phone calls in here at the bottom or uh, toward the top of the hour. And Mike Gallagher, if we can, Donnie has been waiting in Euclid on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, not South Euclid, by the way, just regular old Euclid. I hope they're not doing the same thing there. What's up, Donnie? Just regular old Euclid, Bob. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? I just wanted to uh, um, the uh, the um, conversation that you had with your previous caller was really interesting, and I'd like to breach that one day. But one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about right now was your conversation with Dr. Pfeiffer because I was listening to it and, and a thought just occurred to me. And and I want to preface this by I am never going to call people like Bruce Jenner, Caitlin, or Bradley Manning, whatever whatever his name is. There, no, there nor will I, time. by the way. Nor will I. Nor right. will I use a pronoun that makes somebody who is singular into a plural because they are confused as to what they have uh, down inside of their underwear. I'm going to call a male exactly. a he and a him and a female a she and a her because that's exactly what they are. Um, that's just that's sorry, not sorry about that either. But go ahead. Right, but this this thing that's going on in South Euclid with the Lyceum made me. Uh, it, it, a thought occurred to me. I remember there was a time when people that that thought that they were uh, sex other than what they were born as were treated the same way as somebody who thought that they were Napoleon and who thought that they were Jesus Christ himself, or if a man who thought or thought that because he had red hair he was Lucille Ball, and they used to treat them all the same way. But now they're being celebrated. They're being given awards for so-called courage, like Bruce Jenner, and they're and they're they're forcing taxpayers to pay for procedures like Bradley Manning was when he was in prison. 
And this and is I'm less gonna... important. This is less important than some of what you're starting right now too. But I'm gonna bring it up anyway. They're also ruining sports for real women. Oh yeah. Women oh, yeah. are being destroyed in all of their competitions. Uh, records are being set. Uh, women's actual women's records are being cast aside as uh, yeah. biological males come over and say, "I'm a woman," and they are breaking all of these records and they're getting medals and trophies and they're feeling all good about themselves. Meanwhile, actual women are being uh, uh, completely discriminated against. It's 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 unbelievable, and the ACLU is defending it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really believe that that one of the things that would, would that would really be a good help as far as as far as combating this is to treat it just like that. Treat these people just like those people that are in places like Bellevue and the Cleveland Psychiatric Institute. Have a good one, Bob. I thank you, uh, Donnie. That's very very well said. I mean, honestly, they're they're you know you you get you get called names. Like bigot and and discrimination and discriminatory and so on and so on, by just pointing out that these are conditions that need assistance, therapy, not not being enabled, not being encouraged, not by having other people play into their delusions. These people need therapy. I'm looking again at the story of the trans dude who now identifies as being canine and wants to be treated as such. He's a transgender dude who identifies as a dog and says that chasing sticks and playing on all fours and eating out of dog bowls has brought him closer to his husband. I'm sorry, if your child was doing that, you would take them in to have them seen by a doctor. My son thinks he's a dog. Can we please get him some help? If it's an adult, we have to support him. And his identity is his own choice. And we, there we, no one else can tell him what to identify as. I played for you the clip. From Good Morning Britain, this woman says she is not male nor female. She identifies as an otherworldly elf, non-human. We have to accept that. Aliens, others, I'm not male nor female, I'm alien. That's my identity. These people all need doctors, not encouragement. They need doctors, not people going along with their delusion. And if we all agree on that, that they need doctors, because they're not canine, alien, nor elf, then how can we say that a male who says, no, I really think I'm a female, that they don't need a doctor? And that a female who says, no, 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 I'm not female. I'm not even male either. I'm non-binary. I can be a male one day and a female the next. That's how I... These people need doctors. They need therapy. They need assistance. They don't need your encouragement and your your acceptance of their own twisted psychological re, uh, uh, realities or lack of realities it's insane <laughs> now now religious liberty is under attack if you don't go along with their delusions all right uh that's it uh thanks for being a part of the show thanks to dr piper 
Uh, tomorrow we're going to try to talk to the Alliance Defending Freedom about that case with the Lyceum. And, of course, it'll be a free-for-all Friday. So we'll see you then. Mike Gallagher's next. Have a great day. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.